Hi everyone, this is your guest host for tonight, uh, Casey, and uh, with me I have uh, you know Shoto, who's a fan favorite by now, and Yash. Welcome to the Shambles United podcast. And uh, this time, I believe what we have is a very very different take on transfers at Manchester United. Welcome Shoto, welcome Yash. Hi, Thanks, hi. Casey. Good to be back. United's yeah. transfer policy is not shambles anymore. Exactly what I meant to say. Uh, you know, that's precisely what I meant when I said, you know, a, a completely different outlook on what transfers look uh, at United. Like, you know, I remember having grown up looking at rumors of us being linked to a million other players and ending up signing one or two along with someone like a Bebe or Anderson for that matter. Uh, (laughs) But then uh, this is a completely refreshing change. We've already seen what Murtaugh is capable of, what Fletcher is bringing to the table and already we can see that, okay, this is less talk, more action. And let's let's jump right into it. You know, uh, Jaden Sancho, we spent the entirety of last summer and probably according to rumors, a little bit of the season before that, chasing after the player, filling a position that we've believed uh, has been vacant ever since Cristiano Ronaldo left. We have not been able to fill that void. And this was one player that we believe, uh, you know, can fill in the void, uh, a player that suits our mentality is young he's english he's played with majority of the players at the team uh, and finally we've gotten him for you know a lot uh, lesser than what was quoted last season so you know uh, yash what do you think uh, was it worth the wait one year having reduced the price or like you know what exactly are your thoughts um honestly i don't really think it was worth the wait it was i, I guess it was a difference of around 30 million pounds or 40 million pounds. Um, so I don't think it was worth the wait, but in the end we are getting like a really, really good poten- uh, player with a really, really high uh, skill ceiling. And he solves not just the right wing problems, but you know, like the kind of player he is, he's very versatile. So we know that, you know, Rashford's going to be uh, going under surgery for his uh, shoulder injury. So he can kind of slot in on the left as well. Greenwood's pretty accustomed to the right by now. So, I mean, uh, we're getting, like, Sancho's accustomed to uh, playing on the left as well. Uh, he started off slow last season, maybe because of, like, all the transfer issues with United. But then he picked really well. He got, I think, uh, 8 goals and 12 assists in the Bundesliga. He played really well in the Champions League as well. And he had, like, a, a stunning performances in the Pokal as well. So, yeah, we are getting like a really, really good player. Um, he's just 21 as well. Um, yeah, like the price tag, obviously pressure is going to be on him. Uh, but then uh, like the bright side to this is at least, you know, he doesn't have the tag of like you know, the 100 million plus player on him. So that at least reduces the pl- uh, pressure a bit. You know, coming in at maybe 120 or 115 last year, what uh, Dortmund wanted would have added like a lot of pressure on him and he probably would have had the added pressure of having the number 7 jersey as well. Right now he's taking 25 which I personally think is the right move for him. Um, so it'll like, um, it remains to be seen where, whether he can you know emulate the same performances in the Premier League. But I'm pretty confident that you know with Bruno, Cavani, Pogba around him uh, or potentially Pogba around him, we are, uh, I think we'll get to see a really good side of him this time. Absolutely, you know, uh, it, it's been something like I said. It's it's been a missing area for United for over what thirteen years now since uh, Ronaldo left us. Ronaldo yeah, we we've tried a variety of players, and uh, we all thought you know uh, the piano man would be the signing for us that might overturn things. Unfortunately, was it wasn't to be. Uh, Shoto, how excited are you about the arrival of Jadon Sancho? Finally, after, you know, I don't know, agonizing 13-odd months. All I need to say is, yes, X. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that summarizes everything. I mean, uh, he's one of the topmost playmakers in Europe. I think uh, Lionel Messi tops the charts. After that, 
is Jaden Sancho. And um, seeing Nani was doing a bit of a good job when he was there on the right hand side. Then he tapered off. Then we had Valencia. Then we had the piano man turning up. So let's not forget Ashley Young, okay? Oh, yeah, Ashley Young. Yeah, he was he was decent for some time, <laughs> to be honest. He but although again he tapered off because he's because of his age and everything. But at the end of the day, he fills in a lot of void. As Yash mentioned, he does help us when Rashford is out. Uh, he brings in a winning mentality, which our squad has been lacking since two years now. We haven't won anything. Uh, he has been winning, and he is very exciting. He has pace. He 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 will help out Bruno with say creating a lot more chances through left and right both. He he can uh, you know fill in the voids and where wherever say uh, say Bruno is being pocketed by some CDN, uh, he can't function as you know uh, the favored ten role. He might be in eight, then Jaden Sancho can you know uh, come down from there to the ten side and help the creativity forward. Uh, furthermore, it will also help Pogba to transition if I'm not wrong. Even if we don't sign a CDM or a holding midfielder, it will create a lot of space for Pogba to operate and uh, you know let him take a little bit of time and then open up the field again. Speak. I just like to add something about you know the, uh, the Sancho creativity part of it because even though you know Rashford and Greenwood are like brilliant players and we've been playing Rashford on the left and Greenwood on the right for the last entire season or so. The thing about both of them is like they are essentially, you know, uh, like wide forwards of sorts. So the first instinct that they have when they have the ball is to, uh, like they they are always looking to score rather than to you know cross it to Cavani or you know uh, you know create something for the other player. So the, the entire creativity burden fell on Bruno. Uh, that is why you know Pogba was being deployed on the left uh, a lot of time last season. What Sancho brings True. is that you know he isn't. Uh, the kind of player who has you know an eye for goal 100% of the time what he is looking to do when he has the ball is to you know cross the ball inside or you know play it to someone uh, you know create chances basically and that's what that that is going to help bruno a lot and it's uh, going to help cavani also a lot because last season a lot of times what we saw from our uh, wingers was that you know in really good spaces they wouldn't just cross the ball and if sancho is going to be getting into those spaces i think it's going to be a really uh, Fun thing to be, you know, watching Sancho creating chances and Cavani just putting just, those to bed. Just I mean, to you know augment your, uh, you know, uh, the argument that you're putting in, say looking at Sancho, you know, playing playing with Haaland as well as Bellingham, doing that one-two, quick one-two, that will again help us break down, uh, you know, low blocks because that is what is very important. And I completely agree. Uh, Greenwood and Rashford they like to attack. They are more of Ball carriers rather than creators. Although Rashford is a second best creator, if I'm not wrong, after Bruno, but still, Sancho would, you know, do a lot of wonders for our creative department. So there's two things essentially from you know the entirety of what you guys have mentioned. The first part, obviously, you know, uh, having a true right winger, I think he's one of the last remaining out and out wingers that we have currently because uh, the way the game has developed there are not many left you know uh, uh, i think since beckham i have not really had the uh, what do you call it, the pleasure of looking at a player and saying okay yeah this is a guy who hugs the touchline and you know basically will cross every chance he gets uh, because of the way uh, the modern day fullbacks function, it, the yes. you know the creativity burden more or less falls on the fullbacks, and the wingers are expected to go inside, cut into the box, and try to score more often than create. Uh, but Sancho is a player that can and is more interested in doing the former rather than the latter, and that's what makes it so beautiful. Because uh, if Shota, I believe you remember, we used to play FIFA back in college together. And uh, the true uh, United way of playing was always like, you know, go to the byline, cross the ball into the box cross and try to head it in. <laughs> <laughs> now, with a, with a, with a, you know, with a center forward like, uh, you know, Cavani in our ranks, uh, maybe just for the next one season, 
that would be a delight to watch absolutely and uh, not to mention the fact that you know van bisaka has been doing a one man show on the right flank and uh, yeah honestly it helps him out a lot when he knows that there is a proper out and out right winger in front of him that he can probably overlap but not have to worry that much about creating so you know gives him a lot of leeway in terms of how he performs <coughs> and the cool. second point i was trying to make is with a young english core of mason sancho and rashford who will probably be leading the line for united for the years to come uh, rashford is 23 uh Sancho is 21 Mason is 19 and so you know you have an average age of 21 at for your prime attacking forwards and they're all english they play together at the national camp as in national camp as well that synergy the amount of synergy that they'll have between them i think that will not only you know benefit england but also united i mean both both the scenarios and both the setups at a massive level so <coughs> that's one thing and now uh, you know coming back to the whole point of uh, van bisaka and why he is so happy to have had uh, a signing like uh, you know sancho we have someone else that i believe if you told me at the start of the transfer window that we would be signing uh, i would have laughed it off saying okay this is not happening in my dreams as well uh, we have somehow managed to snatch rafael varan one of the best center backs in the world right now world cup winner with france and a four time champions league winner with real madrid for a fee that is essentially peanuts if you compare today's market uh, you know what are your thoughts on that and do you guys actually believe that at the start of the uh, start of the window you thought or you even in your wildest of dreams believe that we would get him oui <laughs> champions league varane oui we we uh, definitely would have i would have dreamt of him in fifa uh, <laughs> i would have transferred a lot of players to get him in as well but having done uh, done that piece of business at such uh, such a low cost and so swiftly it's really something praiseworthy to be you know uh, to usher in such a huge like great player not one of the greatest players but very good player because uh, he has more champions league victory than united as a whole united has three he has four of them and he if you had to go into a lab and create a perfect foil for maguire you would get a player of varane's mold quite similar to varane itself who is good in the air who is athletic who has good pace who can cover uh, uh you know cover the you know counter attack who is who is a serial winner uh he and he can he pass has, the ball sorry and he can pass the ball pretty well which yeah, is yeah he can distribute the ball really well he can switch the play very well in fact he is among the ten, top 10 15 a uh, percent of you know pass completion rates when it comes to switching plays and that will again help players uh, like uh, you know rashford greenwood uh, again sancho as well and this will you know help bruno as well not being burdened about creating everything now once say we can play a higher line which ole wants to play and uh, give a lot more chance to maguire to actually break in the mid uh, you know break in the balls before they start coming into our you know half of the field he will be helping us counter the counter he will be helping us switch the play whenever we we can create a you know overload because in the meantime when we were you know playing against low blocks the problem was all of our players played medium to short range passes no one was playing the long range passes and varane will be helping in doing you know utilizing that overload and i believe he will help maguire to go into the next level again because uh it will be like vidic and ferdinand reincarnated okay now that and, uh, like, that i i believe that is a comparison that we 
have made in the past and kind of suffered because of the comparison or the players that we made the comparison to. Let's not forget that uh, Varane could have been at United back in 2011 and he did not sign for us essentially because of a player that he was scared he would lose a starting position to. And that player is still in our uh, squad, uh, let me remind you. Uh, and that player has not played uh, a combined total of the number of games in the last five seasons that Varane has played in a single season. Uh, and if anyone is actually confused as to who I'm referring to, it's uh, Sir Phil Jones. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I completely agree. You know, the amount of synergy and like you said, you know, if, if you had to build a perfect partner to Harry, uh, it would be a, a real life version. Uh, you could not get closer to it than with Varan. So I believe that's a great piece of transfer business that we've kind of wrapped up. The player wanted to come to United, which is a great addition. Especially considering the fact that, you know, there are a lot of, uh, what do you call, reports that mention uh, Real Madrid offered a lot of money and still he kind of, you know, wanted to come to United because he wanted the challenge and he always wanted to sign for us. Uh, there have also been a lot of reports saying that, okay, he uh, has always liked United as a club and he wanted to be here so that, that uh, we, we want players like that like you know you can see a clear cut DNA with respect to the time, kind of players that Ole is trying to sign it, it's been you know three years and you can see a clear shift we are no longer going for mercenaries we're going for players that actually want to play for the you know badge they want to play for the jersey they don't want to just come here for the money and <clears throat> that in itself True. is a major improvement and Yash, uh, you know, uh, just want to kind of uh, ask you, like, you know, after having seen, uh, like, you know, since Sir Alex retired, we saw Rio and Vidic being phased out, Evans being sold way too early, according to me, John O'Shea also being sold off, and us having signed uh, various defenders, and finally we signed someone who we know is, you know, world-class player. Uh how does it feel to actually have a backline that is no longer your problem? Yeah, like the backline is one thing, but you know, it just feels so refreshing to sign a player of this quality and like a proven player of this quality. It's not like Sancho, you know, where we are getting like a young talent with like the highest skill. We are getting a player that, you know, basically won everything there is to win in club football. I think he's won four or three La Ligas. He's won, I think, four Champions Leagues. He's basically won everything there is to win in club football. I think he's even won uh, four uh, uh, FIFA Club World Cups. So, I mean, we are basically getting like a, you know, not some something that is a work in progress, but a finished article. And uh, it's very odd thing to say because you know we haven't signed a player like this since I don't even remember we did this so it's very refreshing and you know as far as the back line is concerned yes he does complement he does complement Maguire uh, very very well but there's one more uh, but you know he complements Van Bissaka also it helps Van Bissaka also uh, so much because you know Van Bissaka last season we always saw him it was a frustrating thing to see that you know he always used to tuck in towards Lindelof one, because uh, Lindelof is pretty shit in the air. And uh, secondly, he's pretty slow. So, Maguire, uh, sorry, Varane solves both of those problems. He's tall, he's very good in the air. And not just because he's tall, statistically it's proven that he's insanely good in the air. He's yeah. fast, so he does not have, so Van Pesaka does not really have to cover for Varane. And uh, again, like, uh, you know, removing Lindelof out of the, the defense and putting Varane in, it kind of frees up, uh, you know, if we were to play a pivot with McFred uh, again, McTominay can basically stop worrying about, uh, you know, the defensive side of things and he can start being the more box-to-box midfielder that he is uh, just because we can play a higher line and if we don't sign like uh, another good midfielder and if we stick with McFred. So, if Varane solves so many problems for us and uh, it kind of you know balances out the team in a much bigger way than you know just Sancho 
if he would sign sancho would have because you know uh, right now if you look at it like sancho solves a right wing problem and varan kind of solves a right defensive half sort of problem because uh, maguire and shaw are pretty good on the left side and they had rashford in front of them they have maguire varan uh, van de sande uh, right now sancho so it's, it's a really balance and we just need a good cdm and we'll be like a really good we should be contending for the title if we have a good cdm and even if we don't have a cdm we should be you know pushing at least i don't know uh, 80 85 points at least this season um so yeah i mean it's i'm over the moon for uh, that we have varan and you know for the price for uh, for the price that we got him it's kind of an insane deal so 34 million plus add-ons is the rumored uh price for him and even if you know all of those add-ons were achieved and it goes up to let's say 15 million it's still it's a good return of investment it's an, yeah it's, it's such a good deal i mean i still can't believe it that you know we've got a player of this quality for this price and i think we have to for for us to get varan and sancho for i guess 110 million i guess uh yeah 110 around 110 million yep It's an insanely good deal because that is the price for which would have, he would have got Sancho. Just Sancho last, last season, and, yes. And, you know, yeah, adding so, to what Yash yeah, has been saying. Yeah, uh, see, United, apart from Leeds, uh, has considered the second most set piece goals. Exactly, where is heading to? Yeah, very good point. Very good point. Varane has will actually help us there. In fact, Varane has scored the most number of headers. Uh, like if he compared, like if he is if he count him as a United player, then anyone else in the United scores since Ole Gunnar Solskjaer signed with us. And that will create a lot more effect when we go ahead as well in the set pieces. Yep. Yes, and respectively, if we look at the. uh europa league final hypothetically you know if we had an i don't think we would have conceded the goal that we did. even with maguire out we had the uh, bai and uh, varan instead of you know bai and lindelof lindelof uh if you remember correctly yeah so lindelof was the one that lost the battle with uh, he was the culprit Varane, yes uh, in the goal because yeah he was the culprit and that was because he was pretty shit in the air. i don't think this would have happened with varan in there and we would have played a lot higher because uh, uh they were just sitting back so uh it would have helped us a lot so i think you know a lot of the goals that we conceded last season at place basically like you said would have been avoided with varan uh, in the defense yeah i mean essentially that's what uh, kind of build up to right like uh first thing is you allow that freedom for your uh, holding midfielder to be a little more Uh, deep lying because you know one of your center backs is fast enough to cover for it second you allow the creative freedom or rather that marauding run that uh, you know maguire so loves to make from the back of the defense down uh, uh, thinking as if he's uh, you know the next uh, solskjaer uh, but he is pretty successful in doing those runs uh, making those runs right so you need someone who can cover for him and varan is definitely that person and now with you know when you pair uh, a lindel uh, you know when you remove that lindel off and replace him with someone like a varan and now when you're defending your set pieces you also have a leader that knows how to organize his defense this is one point that we kind of have been lacking uh, we've had i mean we we have harry maguire uh, you know who's the captain of the club but he still does not seem to be uh, that capable of leading the line in the defensive area uh but having someone like a varan alongside him might actually give him that extra confidence to be more assertive and uh, like have that additional help have a second in command that will also make sure that you know his commands are being followed so that is one aspect and you definitely like shodo said uh, or rather like you know you said yash uh going forward we've been terrible with respect to how we take our set pieces now we actually have an aerial uh, threat of scoring goals from set pieces uh assuming we actually put in the right balls <coughs> uh which was a major concern up until 2 years ago thankfully no longer you know, is who will be the you know mvp for us this season 
it would be Ramsey, who's the set piece coach. Hmm. He will actually help us a lot. Interesting yeah. take on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other signing that I believe not a lot of people actually uh, even consider to be a major signing is Tom Heaton that we have signed as a you know a United product. His uh, comeback to us, um, he has a loads of Premier League experience. Is a great. uh you know a uh, short stopper and has an amazingly loud vocal presence in the box which is something both of our primary keepers lack at this moment and i think that is one thing i believe uh that adds a lot of value i, I mean if you had to ask me uh, irrespective of whether dave dave stays or not that is the one aspect that i want both of the, both of our primary keepers to learn from tom is the fact that you know how can you be so loud so vocal and make sure that your defenders actually play along with how you want to uh, how you want them to be organized during a set piece because you know that that is just one thing that heaton has made absolutely and abundantly clear in the two uh, you know preseason games that he's played he just makes sure that doesn't matter who's playing in front of him could be rio could be vidic could be tuanzebe uh he just they just have to follow whatever he is saying because he is the man in charge he is the man in the goal he is the man between the sticks so that is one thing that i absolutely believe will add a lot of value to our uh, you know goalkeeping uh, roster uh, what are your thoughts on that um so yeah he is like a good addition to the squad i mean he brings loads of experience but then, you know i I mean, I still feel if uh, like signing Tom Heaton back, we really, really should be getting rid of one of uh, Dean Henderson or uh, David De Gea. And uh, like, even though I love uh, David De Gea, I personally think that you know the kind of players that we have signed right now, especially Varane, you know, uh, we will be playing like a higher line, and that kind of football see. suits like uh, Dean Henderson better than De Gea because Dean is uh, you know much more of a like a spe- sweeper keeper than uh, Dave is so i think you know Dave needs to go uh, whether that is going to happen that is pretty doubtful so Tom Heaton coming in and you know uh, Dean Henderson being our first choice keeper that is going to help Dean a lot because obviously like you said uh, Heaton has like loads of Premier League experience he's vocal in the box so he could learn a lot from uh, uh, tom heaton in training and um, like much more from you know what he would have learned from basically lee grant these couple of uh, one season or so um, yeah so he's a good signing but in that case i think uh, yeah dave needs to go because then tom will be playing maybe the cup games or whatever games that you know the secondary competition games uh, that are going to be played So yeah, Tom Heaton is a good signing, but yeah, that all, like he won't be playing uh, if Dean Anderson and uh, David De Gea both stay at the club. So, yeah, so I think it's good for Dean Anderson's development. Uh, but then, like it, like if he's not going to play, if Tom Heaton is not going to play, then it seems like a little bit of a redundant move from United. So. I mean, uh, you know, Shoto. Uh, like this is yeah. what Yash says. Uh, it did seem at the time when we signed Heaton that you know it was a clear sign that uh, one of Henderson or D- uh, Dave, which more essentially Dave uh, would be leaving the club because you know you don't really want your highest paid club uh, player at the club. to be a rotational uh, option and especially considering the second half of last season Dean Henderson was clearly the first choice so you really don't want your you know uh, top uh, paid uh, highest earner player a uh, highest earning player at your club to be someone who is only going to get uh, let's say 30% of the games it uh, doesn't really look good on uh you know doesn't really reflect well on the club i mean obviously our uh, you know wage uh, policy and everything has been shit in the past but with how ole has been managing it uh, it doesn't really look good and uh, but then there are no potential buyers for dave so how do you see that unfolding because i don't think any club can afford his wages 
nor can they pay us a decent sum to you know go ahead and buy him the only club that really wanted a goalkeeper was uh you know probably psg but then they went ahead and bought donnarumma on a free transfer and paid a shitload of money for mino raiola so uh, if at all they have had to leave who do you think has the you know financial muscle to go ahead and buy him uh to be honest at this moment no one because pain had like he would have gone to real madrid but all the spanish clubs are having a huge issue with the pandemic uh, their revenues being hit and la liga having the strict uh, budgetary policies in place so i don't think him him uh, going to the la liga is an option at all uh, apart from this uh looking at how finances you know play out he might go on to play for juventus some english club juventus is also having an issue with the finances if i'm not wrong they have had to you know reduce a lot of wages uh they have become old lady again <laughs> because there are so many players or old who are playing for their uh, at there right now at the moment but they do need a you know goalkeeper and they were chasing donnarumma for a while but they couldn't eventually land him uh and like if if things you know change a little bit in terms of the finances for most clubs i think next season uh, dea would be going off not this season at all because no one has the monetary might to actually take him on because it's like he's on such a huge pay scale plus the finances to you know get his deal done would be huge and i don't think any club would be wanting to you know spend that much of amount to get a declining day here at their club and just to add to that i uh, mean juventus are you know they locatelli is basically the number one target this summer and they are even struggling to come up with a good offer for him right now uh, like exactly. they're making pretty like stupid offers to sassuolo and I mean they are if anything above 20 million 25 million in cash they are struggling to come up with so i don't really see how they'll be able to afford i think uh, 350000 uh, wages of david de gea plus a transfer fee to united because united aren't going to let him go on a free Absolutely. so it's basically impossible for you know, i i rule you know juventus out of it no other italian clubs were are you know even remotely close to being able to afford him um real madrid are basically saving up every cent they have perez is saving up every cent that he has for mbappe barcelona are struggling to you know even register the current crop of players that they have so and psg already got donnarumma and they have navas so outside of england i don't really see any club that can that is going to be able to afford him this season within england also all the top clubs have their own good keeper so basically city have edison and we will basically never sell to city liverpool have uh alisson and they will never go for de gea as well and uh, yeah i mean it's it looks pretty the situation pretty looks pretty bleak if uh you know our priority is to sell dave this summer so it's going to be I... another season of all man only managing de gea and henderson actually see it's a good conundrum to have uh because dea like whatever rumors have been coming out he doesn't want to fight for his place because he is being superseded by simo in uh, you know the spanish team as well and as like we, sometimes he has issues with his temperament but at this point in time i always have believed that dea would want to you know come out on top at many situations because he has been such a stupendous goalkeeper for us when things were very bleak for us i still believe he fight for his place over here same thing goes out to uh, another uh, one of our you know uh, uh, players who has depleted their stock it's marshall so marshall and deya are going to have a make or break season this time round Didn't we already have an episode entirely on Martial whether or not we should have? <laughs> I I believe that is a debate that never ends, honestly. Uh, but uh, you know, on uh, like you know, Shoto and Yash, you both make amazing points with respect to what 
could be or what should be the case but uh, like you know shato uh, what do you say uh, it, it would be a very uh, small amount of chances from what i feel would be available for de gea and yes. he will have to perform out of his skin uh, play out of his skin in order to make sure that you know he shows that he is still the player that saved our asses uh you know back in the so lvg yeah a countless number of times uh you know he he is the person that still kept us relevant and a uh, funny story uh you know when when varan was uh, about to be announced or rather varan was announced uh, like okay uh, there is no fax machine bullshit right uh, that was the first question <laughs> that all of us were like okay you know no more fax machine stuff and like please email it uh but yeah uh, so <laughs> that being said uh, you know uh, we've more or less made the right transfers uh, pun intended uh, what mm. now we feel we lack is uh, you know that one holding midfielder which ole clearly mentioned that you know he wants to play a 4-3-3 uh, or rather a 4-2-3-1 but with yes. uh, just that one holding midfielder where he allows that freedom for uh, i mean it's more of a 4-1-2 uh uh what do you call 41221 right <laughs> where you're playing two wide mm. uh, like you know two wingers one forward one playmaker as number 10 and you have like uh you know one more uh, two more midfielders with one of them being like the box to box and one being your completely one, defensive six, one, pivot yeah <laughs> exactly you have a 6 8 and a 10 so uh you know obviously people believe bruno would without a doubt be the 10 uh, pogba might be the 8 might not be the 8 uh, if pogba leaves van de beek might be the 8 there there's a lot you know there's a ton of speculation with respect to pogba's future but then the one thing that we really lack at this point is that number 6 that uh, yes. you know essentially that one person who can be the destroyer who can break down play and who can completely stop any counter attack or any type of attack in the midfield itself win that battle comprehensively something that we have not done for a while uh, you know we have lost the midfield battle even though we've put in four players at times uh, in in the middle of the park yet we've come out on no, not come out on top which is not a great thing for us to have uh so you know uh, we've been linked with quite a few options declan rice has always been you know has been is a name that's been floating at the top of the list for a while now uh kamavinga was you know thrown into the mix who's still available for a cheap but uh, it's pretty evident that you know like we said our transfer policy is that we will only go for our top priority target if we cannot achieve them only then we will look at alternatives and uh, uh the latest name that has been thrown in and that we've been heavily linked with is ruben neves so uh, yes. you know who exactly do you think would be a person that would fit the bill perfectly and who's also achievable uh without being completely absurd in terms of pricing because declan rice seems to either have his heart set on a move to chelsea or is simply just too overpriced you know uh, the rumors or rather the reports that have come in have some figure close to or at least about 70 uh, million pounds which seems ridiculous so what what are your thoughts on that who do you think will fit in and is affordable yeah sure start yeah um so like affordable i think uh, in in terms of affordability i think we can definitely rule out declan rice uh we like to be completely honest i don't think we're signing him this summer nor are we i don't really think we're signing him next summer as well <laughs> so i would uh, like if i camavinga uh, we were heavily linked to him we are being heavily linked to him but again he also seems to you know want to move to spain rather than uh, coming to england and um, so you know and camavinga is not really uh like he can be molded into a defensive midfielder but from what i've seen of him so far he doesn't he isn't really like you know the stand alone defensive midfielder and he's pretty young so you know it could be another donny situation where you know uh oli can just basically say he's young he's training well he's uh developing and you know not use him much so it could be one of those situations 
um i would probably you know i think zakaria would be a smart signing i mean he wouldn't cost much he is a mm. good uh, he is a good defensive midfielder and uh, you know even even if uh, uh yeah even if he does not uh, not perform up to the standards that we ex- expect it wouldn't be a complete waste of money because he is definitely better than the defensive midfield options that we have right now it would be a step up uh from what we have right now zakaria i think is a pretty smart signing apart from that uh, neves i'm not really sure if he can you know be that standalone destroyer because i mean correct me if i'm wrong but he's i see him as more of uh an 8 rather than more of a 6 but uh, i mean i could i could be wrong over there apart from that uh, realistic target would also be bisuma but uh, i don't really think there is even one report of us being linked to him so no, i think zakaria would be a pretty pretty smart signing i mean honestly. nobody's being linked to him right now and he did come in pretty cheap as well so i think yeah i mean he's pretty achievable and uh, he fixes one problem at least to a certain extent so that's so uh, one thing right uh, zakaria has been pretty decent of late and uh, like you said you know not a lot of clubs being linked to him and uh, neves is definitely available on the cheap i would definitely consider him if he were to sell pogba he would be a great player who can give competition to uh, you know van der beek for that number 8 role I believe he can play the six uh, pretty well, and he's got a great long-range pass. He has an yes. amazing, uh, you know, uh, he's got one of the best, uh, you know, set pieces, uh, set piece abilities, and not to forget the fact long that he's shots. yeah, that too. Uh, he, he could basically you know bring us back to the days where we relive the Scholes era, uh, given that amazing uh, long-range shot that he has. and not to forget the fact that you know he's portuguese he has a great connection with bruno and that alone i believe uh, upgrades his ability by at least 15 to 20% because he has got a great chemistry uh, with bruno uh, and uh, there's obviously going to be that but one more name i want to throw in uh, shoto that uh, i kind of uh, read up on a couple of reports uh, uh, not really sure how concrete they are is Marcelo Brozovic he is okay. a great player uh, plays the perfect role he is exactly the kind of player that we are looking for he is that destroyer in midfield that we really need <laughs> and according to reports he is available uh, for a pretty affordable price as well so you know what are your thoughts on that like you know do you would you want to see Brozovic at united You know, Brozovic's main issue is his pace. I wouldn't count on him. He is like Mantich 2.0 uh, when Mantich was younger, but his pace is lesser than Neves. Neves is at the moment. Neves is a mug. <laughs> Neves <laughs> has no pace at all. Uh, I... <laughs> So when you say he's slower than Neves I mean obviously that does make a huge impact but then you know you have runners all around him for a defensive midfielder do you really think so, pace is what no, defines him We everything? don't we don't require that but in like if you if you have to take say a, a defensive holding midfielder who is not a ball carrier now like we were talking about Kamavinga a little time back Kamavinga is a very good ball carrier and he is a very good ball progressor as well. He is a combination of both. He he tackles really hard. He has huge tackle numbers. And you know who also has a huge tackle number? It's Neves. Neves is in the top 90 like he's in the 95 percentile of all five top leagues. And he has an amazing, you know, uh, long range ball. Now talking about uh Uh, talking about say Brozovic, I'm not too sure about his distribution skills as well. Now coming to Zakaria, right? Mm-hmm. Zakaria is a good, good option, but you know Zakaria. I I think we were talking on the group. Like I I was you know ringing out some names in the group a few days back, 
and someone mentioned that zakaria had regressed after coming to munshin gladbach maybe uh, he he just requires a little bit of change but when you're looking at pass completion his his passes he carries the ball well is a good he blocks you know uh, a lot of ball like plays in between but his uh, range of passes is, is short to medium which again fred uh, he's a kind of you know uh, uh, you know uh, passer of the fred range not in terms of say mctominay as well now with varan with sancho with all of our other players and uh, you know having pace a lot and the kind of uh, you know uh, kind of football that we play we taken a lot of possession we don't break in the opposition a lot lot of times we don't give a lot of opportunity to pogba to actually be free completely like he is any place of france so i would actually go for neves at this point in time he, i know he is not the you know a person who will who's a set destroyer but he is uh, he's a leader when it comes to say the midfield itself because i think he was the one of the most youngest champions league captains at the age of 18 years or 18 19 years for porto he has tabled in uh, no wolverhampton at this point in time because uh, you know i mean they, honestly wolves have had a terrible season last season i don't think i would they, count any player uh, having regressed at wolves as something of their own but definitely a function of the team as a whole so exactly i was actually coming to that point because wolves try to play through neves a lot like he uh, getting the ball through to him and then him spraying it across the field teams have figured out that they need to you know actually stop that ball going to neves and taking out neves from the picture itself neves has uh, he's on the top 5 interception uh, making players in the midfield itself who are on top ndd bisuma uh, i think makhati as well and then uh, you know fred is also there surprisingly and then comes neves and as i mentioned he has he's in the top 95 percentile of people, like all the midfielders across the top 5 to make the, the number of successful blocks which he makes moreover he does not go a lot ahead so he is always in the back and then he has his you know long range uh, uh, passes that he can spray around he can help us break down and transition the bo- uh, break down low blocks and transition the ball faster and that will help us as a team because we have so many attacking players people with speed and he will, he can also like whenever we ping the ball in when the cross is not good he can actually latch on to the ball when it comes out into the say you know out of the front uh, front three or front four itself and he can take that shot down so i would actually like neves to come in the picture and honestly for the price that's being quoted which is around 30 million pounds or less i believe that's yeah. an absolute steal because i think one and a half years ago if you had asked or rather inquired about neves he was being quoted at 100 million but because of the lack of growth that has uh, you know happened because of the way or rather the dip in form for wolves as a team as a whole uh you know 30 million for a player like neves i would any day with my eyes closed go ahead and get in considering the fact that you know we paid 50 million for fred i, I would definitely uh, you know not think twice uh, if i had to do that but then we also have to consider the fact that signing a player like neves who's probably what 25 uh, currently 24. okay uh, 24 right now uh, who will be in for the long term we also have mctominay uh who is in his early 20s uh we also have fred who i am assuming might get sold uh and you have someone in garner who we believe uh, will be the future in terms of that number 6 uh, position Six. right yes. so you know you have a competition for places but <clears throat> what exactly uh, you know uh, would happen to the players that we have right now like you know you have mata that has signed an extension which i'm believing 
is is more for the pr reason rather than for the on field presence he is a great uh, you know influence in the dressing room so that probably is one of the other reasons that we kind of gave an extension to mata uh, there is a you know a clear cut surplus of players uh, for a change in our team like you know we've we've uh, we've started signing players well but i think one problem that we have still not figured how to solve is how to get rid of players that we no longer want we've already discussed the whole uh, david hay issue uh, you know probably this season is not the right time for him to move on because nobody can actually pay for him and pay him um uh, so uh, you know having signed sancho we have two very very talented young right wingers in amad and uh, pelistri uh and i believe one of them have to move out uh you have uh, you know jesse lingard who everyone seems uh you know even though is a great player to have around in the club because he's great for the club morale uh, like you know for the team morale he is a great presence in the dressing room he keeps everyone you know uh, like he he is goofy he you know keeps uh, keeps it light yet uh you know i i believe he is someone who might not fetch a better price anytime later so right now might be the best time to sell him so that is one more player that we have uh, we might want to sell daniel james i am not sure what exactly is does his future hold but then with rashford going for a surgery we might need to keep him uh, <coughs> cavani i believe next season uh, he might not be here like you know after the season starts this might be the last time uh, or the, the last season that he spends with us so there's that uh, you also have paul pogba who's asking for a ridiculous amount of increment in terms of his wages while having shown that he's absolute shit on the field and off the field uh, so there's that one problem because if we do not uh, you know uh, sell him this season we are not going to get anything for him next season while paying a hefty amount of uh, you know money in terms of his wages this season and having a discounted player uh, we all know you know having a paul pogba that is committed to the cause uh, barely gives a 30% uh, of games as 8 on 10 uh, having a pogba that is not committed basically gives you 1 on 10 for about 90% of a game so that is a bigger problem uh, wow <laughs> and finally you also have uh, an aging uh, matic who mm-hmm. i believe uh, i don't know what purpose he serves i mean he's a great leader on the pitch when he can play but it's clear that he can only play one game in a month so you know what do you do with him you also have eric bai who is very clearly not happy with the management he's made it very clear that okay you know he wants to have a lot of playing time and what not but obviously that is not going to be afforded to him you have your defense uh, you know you want axel tuanzebe uh, to go on loan you want pairs uh, to probably you know i don't know what you want to do with pairs uh, we have no idea what will happen to diego dalo and uh, you also have a uh, brandon williams that you're not sure what to do with so you know you mm. have a ton of players that you're not entirely sure what to do with so you know uh, of all these players uh, yash and shoto you could probably take turns and uh, you know walk walk me through your opinion of who do you think should stay go or go out on loan or you know just be sold you forgot about one player uh, andres uh, pereira pre yeah rpc and merchant and pillo <laughs> yeah so i would like you know starting with a goalkeeper i personally get rid of uh, david deha but that's not going to happen in defense we need to get rid of uh, uh jones like we definitely jones so phil jones see i have started counting him out because i don't think he's ever going to pass a medical in order to be sold so uh, let's just forget about that it was most yeah. surprising part was when ole came and said that he had him in his plans yeah exactly <laughs> i think that is just to motivate uh, varan to play better yeah. <laughs> and uh, right back uh, dalo needs to be sold if we are going to sign trippier which seems to be likely for some odd reason i don't know why um midfield i would personally sell fred if he were to get another midfielder in because we have donny as well ogba i would definitely sell him eyes closed if we are getting let's say around 60 million for him 
uh, even if we don't get another midfielder in just like you know because uh, like we could finally you know try donny for a sustained period over there uh, in that position and uh, i mean if you sell pogba for 60 you've got sancho and varan for a combined 110 so you're spending what net 50 million on sancho and varan that is like an insanely good summer even if we don't sell anyone else uh attack attack we have like a ton of players to sell so we have to sell lingard we have to sell pereira uh we have to sell uh, not sell i'd say we have to sell pelestri out on loan um dan james i don't know personally i like dan james so i would personally keep him just mm. for his and let's not forget so. he's had an amazing euros by the way he has had an amazing uh, you know run now at the euros yeah i mean he gets a lot of flag and he gets a lot of shit from united fans and you know or like people from all around the world but i do think he's a good squad player to have i mean he's a good backup player he's obviously not first eleven quality but he's i i would personally count him as a squad player i don't know i just i just feel he's a good squad player to have Uh, um, let me just interrupt you, Yash. A very unpopular, uh, unpopular opinion. But uh, if we don't get an offer about twenty million, I believe Jesse Lingard is a great squad option to have because he always gives hundred percent for uh, the club whenever he's on the pitch. Uh, and and right. and that only if we sell Pogba and we do not actually sign anyone else uh, to kind of fill in for that secondary role of uh, number eight. behind uh, like you know as a second choice or a substitute for uh, donny van de beek yeah now go on yeah, and so yeah i mean these are basically the players that we need to sell and uh, yeah i don't i can't really think of anyone else right now because yeah so i'd sell these players and uh, yeah that's it and sure okay all right so starting off if Phil Jones is healthy. <laughs> If he is healthy, uh, man, I would have given Donald Trump a higher chance of getting re-elected. <laughs> okay. Now coming to uh, Jesse Lingard, we would definitely want him off uh, because, as you mentioned, uh, Casey, we he wouldn't fetch any you no know, like best price of his lifetime at this point in time. Not maybe his lifetime. but at the moment this is the best you know phase where we can actually cash in on his you know market value um then we're looking at say uh mr preseason under pillo himself he definitely needs to go off uh he sold us a dream which he can never sustain and he he has played for lazio a lot like i think he played 33 times um he would be off there again uh if i'm not wrong uh matich i think we should be uh getting rid of him this time around maybe not in this summer maybe in january uh just because let's see how you know how the uh, holding midfielder situation pans out although he's slow and he's prone to a lot of errors there are phases in which he actually shows a lot of brilliance um then axel tuanzebe he'll be off on loan uh, that's that's a certain brandon williams we should be you know loaning out uh dalo if he get a good deal we should sell him off or we'll send him again on a loan and say if if he don't get tripure then we should keep him or maybe brandon williams either of these two i would prefer brandon williams staying rather than you know keeping dalo although uh, dalo has done well in the inverted role inverted wing back role that i think uh, the 4 3 yeah. yes the 4 3 3 uh, formation would actually give him incentivize him to actually play that role but still i would prefer brandon williams staying if he don't get another you know uh, attacking wing back option uh donzabe was definitely going off daniel uh, you know uh, when you're looking at daniel james 
I think we can develop him into a very good wing back option, wing back and winger. He did have a very good Euro. He's a good squad player. I agree with you, Yash. Uh, but he's prone to a lot of mistakes, and I hope he can actually, you know, improve on that. <laughs> and um, okay, there are a lot of academy players that we will be talking about next time round. So there are there, that's there as well. Um. Yeah, that's it. I think one player we've completely ah. forgot is Tai Chong, uh, which I Tai Chong event alone. Really... Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I honestly yes. would have actually liked to see him being sold. I don't see a future for him at United at all. But uh, mm. I believe we've already kind of spoken quite a bit at length. Uh, so you know, I think now it's time for me to say thank you so much, Shoto and Yash. This is a wonderful discussion. Uh, I believe there's still a lot more to be discussed, and let's hope that there can be another episode on transfers that we've done. Uh, you know, uh, by the before the end of the window next time round. Uh, so with January window. Uh, no, no. Uh, I mean before the end of next month, uh, because we okay. still have that much time uh, for the end of the summer window. So let's hope we still get in that defensive midfielder and probably a backup right back uh, in Kieran Trippier. So, uh, you know, let's see. Uh, very hopeful. And, uh, you know, Shota already gave out a little bit of a, a sneak peek into what the next episode is going to be about. So, uh, thanks again, everyone. Uh, you know, uh, we'll tune back in uh, for the next episode of Shambles Podcast on the United Academy and how the youth squad has been doing.